Welcome to episode 457 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm going to start a series of shows on ghost towns. For all the episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me, you can visit the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or happy to join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP, Digital Broadcasting, where you can hear... Uh, Two episodes of the show replays every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank uh, Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, and Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the show and putting it up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are a few different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review the show as well on your um, podcast platform of choice. I've also written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out on Amazon with uh, one hopefully coming within the next year or so. Uh, Hopefully sooner, we'll see. Uh, Also, uh, you can join my Patreon where I will be releasing one episode per month of uh, True Paranormal Stories from the Web. Uh, That will be uh, exclusive to Patreon and uh, there you can uh, get that on any of the membership tiers. Also, if you just want to make a one-time donation, uh, there are links to PayPal and Venmo, um, and um, all those are in the uh, the podcast page and um, basically all my episode descriptions. So uh, help is never expected, but always appreciated, uh, as there are expenses in doing the show, uh, such as equipment and uh, research materials, and then travel expenses, uh, as I will be going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this year. November 4th and 5th at the uh, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And um, that's a weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I will be recording um, myself and then others if they wish uh, while I'm there. Talk about the paranormal in general and or their experiences. And also just giving my thoughts on the ideas and on the event uh, itself. So, uh, and then I'll bring all those recordings back and... uh, Share them on a show or two, depending on how much I have. So I'm looking forward to that, and I think that covers everything. So this is actually, uh, this idea of the show came from a friend of the show, um, Michelle. Uh, online, uh, online friend, even though I, I just call everyone friends if I know them online. Um, and uh, the ones I've, I've become friends with. So um, we were talking in another, in basically her own um, channel, a Twitch channel, and she mentioned ghost towns. So um, I'm just going to do a, uh, go over a couple of articles here that talk about them in general and some of the ones that are known to be sort of have an eerie feeling. But I will, um, again, this is more of an introduction. This will be like a little series, not quite as big as what the, um, the mythology and the paranormal series or the complete books of Charles Fort series are going to be, but maybe a few episodes here and there. So... Tonight is just an overview, and then I will dig into um, individual places 
and see what I can find on them going forward and do shows on those. So the idea of this of the ghost town here is just a place where, um, at least in the U.S. here, where um, everything everyone eventually ended up leaving an area. And uh, I think in a lot of cases it can be for sort of economic reasons, but um, I'm sure there's others. I'm not really an expert on that, on sort of the history of ghost towns. But um, I have two articles here I found, and I put them in the show notes and sources channel. I will include them in the episode description. And I'm just going to sort of um, skim through these and uh, just uh, look at the ones that seem interesting to me, maybe a few of them in each article. And they're really brief descriptions. That's why this is just going to be a sort of a starting point for this idea and for this series. So this first one is from countryliving.com. And uh, the title is 18 of the Spookiest Ghost Towns in America. So uh, this is talking about old mines, abandoned buildings, and even, um, and then of course, Orbs, as always, that's the thing that we talk about in the show fairly often, that are seen in a lot of these places. So, um, the first place they talk about here is, oh, they have a little description here. So, um, so first they, they talk about, uh, there, there's a lot of places out there that are said to have, be active in, in terms of the paranormal, uh, a lot of hotels, but, um, there's, there are these places that are known as ghost towns all over the U.S. And, and, and in a way, if you didn't know, you might think that they, that actually means more something about the paranormal directly, but that's not exactly what it's referring to. It's more of uh, using that word, I think, to describe the fact that there's no one there, but yet it feels like there's someone there. But these can be found in all kinds of states all across the country. Um, mentions here Pennsylvania, Wyoming, Montana... Alaska, New Mexico, New York, West Virginia, and others. And uh says not all of them are rumored to be actually haunted. So, but some do have stories of um, people having experiences there. So, uh, and then it also mentions not all of them are totally abandoned either. Some have maybe just one or two active, two um, places that are, are be, still being used. So, um, this first one they talk about is Calico, California. And, um, this is, uh, there's, there's, apparently was a one-time, uh, mining hotspot for, um, silver, I guess. But, um, there's a lot that goes on there. It's basically a tourist attraction now. Uh, and it's this is um, it's a California historical landmark, and it mentions you can explore the um, Maggie Mine, the only formerly used mine in the area that's safe for guests to see. Uh, you can also um, take a ride on the Odessa Railroad to see all of the basically all the sites in the area. So. Um, and I mentioned you can also, uh, oh, there's this thing in the way here. Uh, you can also go on um, tours, paranormal tours. So 
And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't really go into the details of the paranormal activity there, but just the fact that it is there. Um, so let's see here. Looking at this next one here, this number two is in Nevada. I'll try to do one from different each different state here. Uh, I'm not sure if you say this, Rhyolite, R-H-Y-O-L-I-T-E, in Nevada. And uh, I have to deactivate something here because it's getting in my way. Uh, one moment. And uh, I will turn this off. It's sort of a um, thing that's supposed to be used, but it's not working right. So, but uh, let me see here. It's not going. All right. Anyway, I'll get through it. Um, technical difficulties, but it's okay. So, uh, this is on the eastern edge of Death Valley, and it's a another. A lot of these towns are are associated with mining. That's how sort of they got their start. Uh, it says at its peak in 1907, this uh, town had a hospital, an opera house, and even a stock exchange. And uh, the the um, let's see here. One of the uh, unfortunately it says it didn't take too long for the the uh, people there to scatter. Uh, there was a financial crisis, so there are financial crises and then natural disasters. And the loss of funding uh, caused nearly everyone to leave this area. Um, by uh, let's see here. By 1920. So, but the thing you hear about so often in a lot of these places, these ghost towns, is even without even seeing or hearing anything, there's a sense of a presence. Um, and sometimes it's just of a single presence watching or. In some cases, you'll hear about um, you'll hear about the sense of basically there being all kinds of people around you, but you can't see or hear them. So, um, so yeah, that's an amazing idea to me because I've actually had that experience um, before, as I've said, in a location. Um, it was my it was the the house um, my dad and 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 former stepmom. Um, their house. I stayed volunteered to stay for like about a week uh, while they went out somewhere else uh, uh, trip. And uh, every evening, once it started to get dark, I felt like people just started sort of um, making their way into the the house, into the like mainly the the living room, dining room area. It was like everyone just started coming home or something. And the place just got seemed like it got filled up with people, but I couldn't see or hear them, but I could just feel them. And uh, it is an odd experience, and the only way I could really kind of get through it uh, without being totally creeped out by it was to always have music or the TV, something playing, something, some kind of audio playing, um, where I would be distracted by whatever I was listening to. And uh, it wasn't that it was negative, it was just so strong. That sense was so strong. And um, I've heard stories from people on different shows about sort of getting a similar sense from these uh, these towns. So, um, let me see here. Going back to the article. Uh, once I find it, there we go. 
So this next one is Gold, Goldfield, Arizona, if I can talk. Um, this is, uh, it was basically the uh, name of the, the location, of course, is because miners in the area were hoping to find gold there in the late 1800s. But uh, by 1898, it was, this, the article says, dried up. Uh, it was inhabited and renamed Youngsburg in 1921, but was abandoned uh, again in 1926. <clears throat> Excuse me. In uh, 1988, the the city um, became a tourist attraction with a handful of activities uh, going on there, including a zip line, a reptile exhibit, and horseback rides. There's a museum, a saloon, and other different um, stores there. So this is one of those places where it is a ghost town. There are some things in there that are, are not used, but there's other places, I guess, in there that are used now. So, um, And again, a lot of these don't talk about the paranormal activity here. Now, this next one I have heard of in different paranormal shows as having activity, and this is uh, St. Elmo, Colorado. And uh, this is formerly named Forest City, uh, but this was once a bustling mining center uh, with a population of 2,000 at its peak. But again, by 1930, only seven people reportedly lived there, and um, including the family that ran the general store and the hotel. So, um, let me see here. Apparently, there's one, the person that owned the hotel, they're saying here, they don't give much information. The hotel has um, paranormal activity there that is said to be from its former owner. So, uh, let me see here. Looking at this more, um, now this area is owned, basically it's private property, but visitors can still, uh, get, still drive by the area, which is said to have uh, some of the most paranormal activity in the state and that I have heard that and other shows as well so um, that doesn't surprise me so let's see here the neat thing about this article is it's is it's so far it's been going to all different states it hasn't repeated the state yet so um, so yeah let me see here I'll do one more in this article and then I'll switch over to the other one and uh, so this next one here is Terling, Terlingua, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, in Texas. And um, this one is, uh, most of the residents here fled the area after the market for mercury crashed. That's uh, Mercury is one of those things that's useful but very dangerous. Uh, but it, it's still, um, still have people, it has people there. But um, that that have businesses there, but it's just not as as populated as it used to be. So um, so, but you can also visit the uh, the uh, old ruins. Uh, the I'm sorry, the the halls of the old jail, basically. So there are other ruins there, in the, but there's there's also an old jail that's um, that's still standing. So. Um, but yeah, so and then you, that's another kind of area. Prisons, jails, are said to be uh, fairly active locations for paranormal 
events. So um, I think that's where I'll stop with that article. And uh, we'll switch over to this other one here. And again, I'll go through some of these and see how, how much there is to each of these stories. And uh, so you may hear some uh, familiar names next time when I do one of these again. So, which may be, um, I may do this. I'm trying to do um, a couple episodes once a, a day every week, um, usually after the Paranormal News show. So, and that might be this little series here for a little while. This is from a website called timeout.com. And this one says, let's see here, gotta scroll down. Uh, 16 eerie ghost towns in the US, USA that you can actually visit. So, um, let's see here. I'm going to skip through the intro because we've kind of already gone over what a ghost town is. Now, this one does some, it has some different ones, and it has one that I've talked about before through news stories. This is, of course, um, Centralia, Pennsylvania. Now, I'm not sure about this article because it says you can visit, but last I heard, that may be up for debate. <laughs> um, because you have to be careful there, because that is the location where there are uh, there's an underground mine that caught on fire, that where the fire is still going because of the, the it's coal, and uh, so this is a more modern ghost town. So in uh, 1962, a fire accidentally started and spread to the old mine and created sinkholes that sent up smoke and toxic fumes across the community. So in 1983, most of the people there was eva- people there were evacuated. And 1992, um, a lot of the, the place, the property there was claimed under, under eminent domain and condemned by the state. So... Um, I, I, I've looked at this before and t- as far as how many people are living there. Um, it seems like there's only a few. It's ranged from 10 to, to only a few, depending on the article that you find. So, not very many, though, is the point. And that's just because the ground is, again, unstable, um, falling apart in some places. And you have these chemicals that are these gases that are coming up that are deadly. So. But um, the, it's also, again, in, in its own way, it is a ghost town where there are places there that um, are not being used anymore because people had to leave. But um, it still can give off, I'm sure, that eerie feeling. And uh, I wonder if that kind of a place... I think I mentioned this when I, when I found an article on this place before. Um, I wonder if places like this where there's all kinds of energy being given off by the by the area itself by the planet or by the the fire basically um that could possibly help sort of attract and or feed give energy to paranormal entities that um could be drawn to the location and um sort of use it as a a home and or just a, a, a place to stop at Almost, almost like it, like um, like a gas station, but for the paranormal in a way, which sounds odd. But um, and just in that 
entities, whoever they are, could stop by there and possibly just convert some of that heat into whatever energy it is that they need to keep on going as they are. So just a thought. I don't know for sure. Um, but uh, it's, I think it's an interesting idea, if nothing else. So this next one here is uh, Custer, Idaho, and it's in Idaho. Um, this is a gold mining town located deep inside Idaho's uh, Chellis, I'm not sure, National Forest. At the, um, so the people are there for a while, uh, leading up to its most populated time being in 1896. Uh, it's home to a massive stamp mill, which I'm guessing that means the actual act of pressing things. Don't know for sure on that one. Um, but, let me see here. So, this location had eight saloons and a tiny, uh, let me see here, tiny, um, group of, of locations, or, or businesses as well that had, a um, laundry services, a shoe store, uh, so, all these different kinds of things. Um, and there was also, a, apparently there were some um, people that came over from from China that lived there at the time, had their own sort of businesses and homes there as well as part of the city. But uh, just after 15 years of being uh, successful, the uh, mills shut down and the residents had no choice but to leave. And uh, by 1911, there were only two families left. Most of the town still stands. Uh, and in 1981, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places. Uh, the buildings are open seasonally for visitors. And the original school is now a museum. Now, the thing about museums, too, is some of them have a lot of activity, paranormal activity of their own, because of the objects, I think, in a lot of cases, that they have in them. Um, that may have, for whatever reason, absorbed the energy from from people and events that happened around them. I do think that is a possibility, and uh, so there are. Um, I may need to may need to do a show on that later too. The idea of um, of haunted museums, because I'm sure that won't be hard to 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 look into that. Um, we'll do one more here, and then we'll stop for this one. This is next one is Bodie, California. This is a gold rush era town uh, near Yosemite, and um, it has been untouched for almost a hundred years. It um, already showed signs of decline, with um, people basically starting to leave in. The 20th century, there was a series of fires also that happened there around that time that that uh, forced everyone in the area just about to leave the area, leave the that town. So that's part of why it's it's still um, it looks as, as it did at that point. There are even and I've heard of this in different places. Dinner tables are still set, as in like plates and everything. Like like people are going to eat. Shops are still stocked with uh, supplies. And the schoolhouse still has lessons on the chalkboard. 
Um, so of course there's legends there that uh, uh, about basically bad luck to anyone that tries to steal anything from that area as well. Which is um, probably never a good thing to do anyway. But we are out of time. Thank you all for listening and I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.